Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rick Jay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. Today is Monday, May 2nd, 2022. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and the Doctor's Opinion on page XXX, the fourth paragraph, beginning with his alcoholic problem was so complex, and reading through the remaining three paragraphs, ending with William D. Silkworth, M.D. Today's readers are Esther F., The Twelve Steps, Barb W., The Twelve Traditions, Loretta H. is reading the text, Katie G. reading page 164. Our newcomer greeter is Rebecca A., and our second hour moderator is Betsy H. The share ID for Sunday, May 1st, 2022, is 18,909. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. Overeaters Anonymous is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'll now ask Esther F. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service to my past. Thank you, Esther. I'll now ask Barb W. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Barb W., recovering in Illinois, 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. 
Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting the other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Have a lovely day. Thank you, Barb. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. The chair press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass and press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and the doctor's opinion on page XXXI, the fourth paragraph, beginning with, his alcoholic problem was so complex, and reading through the remaining three paragraphs, ending with William D. Silkworth, M.D. I will now ask Loretta H. to begin reading. Good morning, Rick, and good morning, everybody on the line who's saving my life, along with my precious God. This is Loretta H., recovered in North Carolina. Thank you, everybody, for being here. His alcoholic problem was so complex. And his depression so great that we felt his only hope would be through what was called moral psychology. And we doubted even that would have any effect. However, he became sold on the ideas contained in this book. He has not had a drink for many years. I see him now and then. And he is a fine specimen of, a, of manhood, as anyone could wish to meet. I earnestly advise every alcoholic to read this book though through. And though he perhaps came to Scott, he may remain to pray. Again, Loretta H. Oh, my God. Um, this um, is me in a nutshell um, because I'm crazy. And uh, it's about um, the issues. Some of you used to always say the issues in my tissues. 
and I have a spiritual malady, and I also, I'm anorexic, so I also, my phenomenon and what gives me an effect is the irresistible urge to do something unadvisable. That's what my spiritual malady is about. And it's only through the work of this program can it be arrested, and just one day at a time. And I have in this book, I have three books. Um, one is my first book I got defeated moral psychology that was a a I have an allergy and the only thing that can defeat it is spiritual grace and so with the work um, and the abstinence they they go together my abstinence is spiritual I've always said that and it's if I practice the four absolutes, honesty, and that's when I first came into the program, the first honest day's work I ever did because I was willing to give somebody my food and not keep it a secret. And with God's grace and mercy, I've had um, 21 years without using either of my um, compulsive behaviors. And honesty, which is the first step, unselfishness which is the whole program and purity which is doing the work with integrity and then love which is what I have to work every day on because I want to be an attraction and not a promotion so I have to give this program out with compassion and love and then um it was interesting because this morning I read and we came to pray. I love that. It sounds like instead of scoffing, uh, this morning I read my little book and it's my favorite, favorite, favorite uh, paragraph in the big book about clinging to the thought that your past is the greatest asset you own and um, it prevents death and misery for others. And that's why my issue i have to identify my issue and i have to work the program in order to get the spiritual grace and with the spiritual grace i can give this away um, as the greatest gift i've ever had it's it's a gift that keeps on giving whether it's from my sponsor or me working with other people so i came to thank you i came to pray and god bless you i hope you all pray today with that, I pass. Thank you so much for getting us started, Loretta. Before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Please give me your first name only and the first initial of your last name. Who would like to share on what was read today? Katie G. in Boston. Gotcha, Katie. Rivka R. from Baltimore. What was that? Uh, what was your first name again? Kelly Sorry. R I B K A. R I B K A. K A. Okay, Ribkin, what was the first initial of your last name? R. Okay, and then um, I've got Barbara, Barbara E, and then somebody was right at, uh, right before Barbara E. Who was that? Kelly S. Kelly S. Gotcha, Kelly. So I've got Katie G, Ribka R, Kelly S, and Barbara E. Who else would like to share this morning?
Matthew G in Paris. Uh, is that Nancy G? Benita L. Benita L. Okay. All right. We'll just hold off there and uh, go ahead and, and start. So I've got Katie G, Ribka R, Kelly S, Barbara E, Nancy G, Fanita L. Katie G, you're up, followed by Ribka R. Go ahead, Katie. Good morning, Rick. Thanks for taking the meeting. This is Katie G, Recovered Compulsive Eater in Boston. And, um, you know, I love this paragraph, too. Um, you know, what are the ideas we are becoming sold in this book? Well, page 25 tells me, right? So first it tells me ideas. Oh, almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of our shortcomings, which this process requires for its successful consummation. So if you're here to get abstinent only, I have some really bad news for you, and that is that this is not a diet program. This is a put down your alcoholic foods program and then transform because the ideas sold in this book is the great fact and just this and nothing less. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way that is indeed miraculous. So this program this whole book, the whole point is to commence to accomplish those things for us which we could not do for ourselves, which means that this book and this solution is a ticker tape parade for God because God, which we find as the result of working these 12 steps, I'm going to come to scoff. I'm going to come to scornfully derise you. I am in the pit, right? I'm in the pit. My face you know, head down in the food, puking, starving, having diarrhea, doing absolutely unacceptable behaviors with people, places, and things. And yet I'm going to come in and have an attitude about God and about all of you and about the book because the book somehow says the wrong gender and it's wrong. Let me tell you, if you want willingness, stop praying for the willingness. Just keep eating. I promise you what I happened to me is I got to the point that I didn't care what I had to believe. I just had to stop scoffing. And I had to set aside every single belief system in my DNA that started when I was a child that God was wrong and things were wrong and I should never believe in God. And I had to have an entirely new experience. I had to set aside everything, get abstinent, do the steps. And then let me tell you, the, the central fact of my life today is God, is a relationship with God. And if you're afraid of having a relationship with God, just stay here, hang out for a bit, because you will get to a point that we have no other choice. We have no power, or I have no, if you're, if you're an alcoholic, compulsive eater like me, I have no power, no choice and no control around the food, and only God can save me. And the only way to get to God is through entire abstinence in these 12 steps. Thanks be to God, I am no longer scoffing. I am praying, which means to give thanks to God, to worship, to open my mind and my heart to new ideas, and to be in constant communion and gratitude. And with that, I do pass. All right, thank you so much, Katie G. All right, Ribka R, you're up next, followed by Kelly S. Yes. Go ahead, Hi. Yes, thank you. It's Rivka with a V, R-I-V as in Victor, K-A. 
are from Baltimore, and um, I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, so the thing that um, jumped out at me today was <clears throat> came to scoff and remain to pray. So today is the anniversary of my mother's death in 2003, and um, I've was a compulsive overeater from, you know, day one, I think, uh, <laughs> from in utero. Um, and so she saw a lot in me that she tried to control, um, and I scoffed at her. I scoffed and scoffed and hated her for telling me to take small bites and to chew slowly and um, to not take so much food. And, you know, she would take food off my plate and say, you don't need that, and and man, I I spent years just scoffing and thinking that she created this illness in me that made me just turn to food. I mean, remember once I was, um, you know, 49 years old and sitting in a you know a, a bar mitzvah uh, with her, and and I thought, you know, I'm going to take a bite of this dessert in front of her because I could never eat in front of her. <clears throat> I'd spend my my youth like you know hiding bags of food underneath my bed. And never letting anyone always ate in secret. Never let anyone see what I was doing. Uh, of course, you could tell it because I wear my disease. But um, anyway, I uh, she I thought I'm going to take a bite. I'm going to take a bite of this in front of her. And sure enough, I put it on my fork, put it almost to my mouth, and she said, "You don't need that." And I was like, "Yes, I do." And I went and I into the kitchen of this uh, synagogue and I ate four more desserts, you know, just to get back at her. Well. Remain to that. That was all my selfishness and self-centeredness, my very distorted perception of life, where I was in a, just a drive to be a victim and a drive to control and drive to be right. And this, thank God, through the process of working the steps and really what my real malady is, um, I came to pray, which means that I came to see things in a whole different light. She was just trying to save me and protect me from, you know. She was scared. She was scared seeing me doing what I was doing, and and I have such. Um, I, I can say to her now, Mom, you 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 were right. <laughs> you were right. You know, yeah, I should be doing all that, but I couldn't do any of that. And that's the thing that's such a relief in this program is that I couldn't do any of that until I really worked the twelve steps and really abandoned myself to God and really allowed the transformation to take place where food is neutral today and I don't have to scoff that I can really use my life to, to be a conduit of God's will for me and to pray. Um, and I just bless everyone that they should you know, be able to connect with that power that allows them to be who they really are. And so thank you all for being there, and, and I pass. Thank you so much, Kelly S. All right, uh, Rip Gar, sorry. Uh, Kelly S., you're up next, and uh, – Again, I want to uh, remind everyone, if you did share on uh, Thursday or Friday, we will be asking you to hold off until tomorrow to share. Kelly, yes, you're up next. Go ahead, Kelly. Hey, guys. It's Kelly S. from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Recovered Compulsive Eater and Bulimic. Um, so, well, I think everything I wanted to say has already been shared, but let me go ahead and say it anyway, um, because... Well, who doesn't love these paragraphs? So <clears throat> he was sold on the ideas contained in this book. And that was something that I know a lot of us are going to talk about. But, you know, what are the ideas? You know, 
this is an idea. I've been around these rooms. I keep saying three decades, and it's been almost four. Time keeps flying. Anyway, um, so what are these ideas? That I have a spiritual malady and that I have to have a spiritual solution. Those are the ideas. Also, another idea, complete black and white absence, which we've been reading about in the doctor's opinion. And, you know, when I came in these rooms years ago, I just thought it was about absence. For years, it took me to understand that I had a spiritual malady. You know, it talks about that, you know, and we agnostics, that's the entire point of this book. So I have to learn, as it talked about earlier in this chapter, to recreate my life. You know, I just came in to get abstinent. I don't know about you guys. I was binging, purging, you know, five, six times a day, 125 pounds overweight. You know, I, I knew this program was about the 12 steps in God, but I didn't know I was going to have to change my whole life. And it was shared earlier, you know, it only took desperation and surrender for me to finally get to that place that I was willing to listen. You know, it's like I really thought this program wasn't going to work for me. And I know I'm not trying to make here because um, I hear others share it. But, you know, I, um, it said, I earnestly advise every alcoholic to read this book through and through. Perhaps he came to scoff. He may remember to pray. Well, I'd never read it through and through. I'd never followed the directions just like it was laid out here. You know, I never really understood that I had to recreate my life and live by spiritual principles, right? You know, it's like I have to work these steps to get a connection with God. But the whole point of this book is I'm, I'm putting down the food so that I can access this higher power so I won't need to eat, right? And I just never understood that. So those are the ideas that I have to understand, that I'm terminally unique, I'm, I'm different, I'm that distinct entity, you know, and, you know, that, that acceptance of black and white abstinence, the, the, the distinct entity, my spiritual malady has taken me a long time. And I'm so grateful today that I finally am sold on the ideas. And as long as I keep coming back, you know, I put my food down, I work these steps, I connect to God, and I show up different. I plan to show up different with God's help today and God's grace. And it's only through that, by abstinence and God. I am recreating my life today, and I am sold. I'm so grateful today to be on the line and be with you guys. And, Rick, thanks for your service. And with that, I'll pass. All right. Thank you so much, Kelly. Yes. Barbara E., you're up next, followed by Matthew G. Go ahead, Barbara. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for the new team in May, uh, Barbara E. in New Jersey. Well, I used to think if I just had an allergy to lobster or something else, all I'd have to do is avoid the lobster, but I couldn't do that. The problem wasn't just the food. The main problem centered in my mind. It made no sense to tell me just to stop my volume overeating. I had no power or choice, and therefore I couldn't choose to stop binging, no matter how much I wanted to stop. Just in order to take the first step, I needed to understand what this kind of insanity is. I have no defense against doing something harmful if my memory is blocked. For example, if one day I put my hand on a hot stove and I get burned, well, what if I said, well, I had a hard day at work, so I'm entitled to put my hand on the hot stove. It won't burn me this time. It'll be different or I'll just refraining from touching a hot stove tomorrow. You'd say that's insane, but that's how it was for me. 
for whatever reason, the mechanic, the me, the mechanic is I can't even say it. The <laughs> the thing that allows me to uh, remember that I can't do this was blocked. I'm a compulsive overeater. I will stay one. I will be one till the day I expire. But I don't have to live and do it. I don't have to actively engage it. I'll be able to control and enjoy the foods that will poison to me. No, I can't. That's an illusion. The first step I learned in this chapter is recovery is fully conceding that I have this illness, that that it's different than like pneumonia, where if you take the penicillin, you get better, even if someone sticks the penicillin in your soup without you knowing. Recovery in this program means I need a higher power. I need to accept my and acknowledge my powerlessness. At this point, I'll hopefully understand why I'm powerless. And when I'm clear on this, I can go on to the to move on to the second half of the step. I'm powerless over my life. It pretty much sucks. And if the answer is yes, then move on. There's a decision to be made. I've admitted I'm powerless. Life is pretty unmanageable. Now what? I have no effective defense against the first compulsive bite. Even when I want, honestly want to stop, I can't stop on my own. So I need a higher power. I need something not of this earth to walk with me and guide me and lead me to where I need to be. And these questions are answered as we go on. Isn't it wonderful we have this textbook for living? Thank you so much for giving me the privilege of sharing my thoughts with you on this beautiful day. I pass. Thank you, Barbary. All right. Matthew G. from Paris, France. You're up next, followed by Fenita L. Go ahead. Rick J., you were muted, and Matthew G., okay. we are not here. Sorry, no, now, I'm un- now I'm unmuted. I'm sorry. Um, Matthew, Matthew in Paris, <clears throat> compulsive overeater um, and newcomer. I um, am so grateful that I found um, this meeting. I, um, I discovered a vision through you through listening, through, um, listening to a, a podcast or recording that, uh, with Melissa C. speaking, and um, I um, so I figured out how it was sort of figured out came yesterday to and I couldn't believe it. It was Melissa C speaking, and I just like was literally crying. And because um, I'm just such a huge fan of hers, and, and she's really saved my life. Her and Janet, uh, when I so I I I had my first OA meeting um, online here in Paris on um, February 19th of this year, and um, it's just been miraculous but my for me the the solution for me is definitely in the big book and i and i love the approach of using the big book as um as the solution um because it's to save my life as as an alcoholic i um came into the to the rooms of aa on october 16th 2018 here in paris and um i've been clean and sober since that very first meeting 
you know, through the grace of God and, and, and working the 12 steps of AA and having a sponsor and going to meetings all the time. And, you know, in my early recovery, um, I, I knew I had a problem with food. And my sponsor said, well, let's get you sober first, you know, let's say, you know, and then we'll, then we'll look at that. And anyway, um, the past couple of months, I, I was just like, really, just like just the, the nightmare of, of just, the, the, oh, my gosh, you know, but I didn't know what it meant to be. I, I, I heard of, I knew there was Overeaters Anonymous, but I didn't, I had no idea really what, it, I knew I was an overeater, but I would, I was also, you know, I would starve myself. Oh, I thought I was fasting. Um, I got really good at it. I could do it for um, three days straight. So I would, you know, starve myself. And what's worse is I'm an actor. So there's all that image thing, you know, it's just a nightmare. Anyway, um, I know I'm in the right place. I know I have the solution. Um, I'm so grateful that I found this meeting. I definitely will come back. Um, you guys are awesome. And um, thank you so much for, for, for listening to me. Uh, thank you, Matthew G. from Paris, France. Uh, glad you're with us today. All right, Benita L., you're up next, and then we'll get some more names. Go ahead, Benita. Hi, this is Benita L. from Georgia, recovered compulsive overeater but not cured, and recovered by God's grace and mercy. Yes, um, always good for me to be reminded to pray because I've been a big scoffer a lot of my life and it's not that unusual but I really wasn't ready to even admit that maybe I needed a trusted program for food till I was 50 years old so my family would have told you they knew I had a problem with I was about 20 or so um, and it's really wonderful to hear people who are new on the line and to hear that hope and to hear that recovery in them and freedom from the disease. So um, I'm not a, as much of a scoffer anymore. I'm not a scoffer about OA at all, and um, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. All right, thank you, Panita. All right, before we continue with our second group of names, we are in the doctor's opinion, page XXI. The fourth paragraph, beginning with, his alcoholic problem was so complex, and reading through three paragraphs, ending with William D. Silkworth, MD. And although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. In other words, if you shared on Thursday, or Friday, please hold off until tomorrow or the next day. And though we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to about three minutes, which I will give you a gentle reminder. Who else would like to share today? Sam S. Ken WH. Jim K. Okay, hold on just a sec. So I've got Sam S., Ken WH, Jim K. There was somebody right after Jim K. Anita L. Anita L. Okay. Debbie V. Debbie D. Margaret D. Uh, John M. M. from Georgia. Did I get the name right? Did I get Debbie D. right or is that wrong? Uh, Debbie V. as in Virginia. Thank you. Okay, gotcha. Thank you, Debbie. All right. 
So we've got uh, Sam S, Ken W H, Jim K, Anita L, Debbie V, and uh, Margaret D. Was there somebody else that was trying to get in there? Jackie D. Jackie D. Yep. All right, guys. I um, think that's our lineup. So, Sam S, you're up next, followed by Ken W H. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Rick, thank you so much for leading. Good morning, everybody. My name is Sam S. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Bristol, Rhode Island. Um, I got stopped in my tracks right in the first uh, sentence. It says that his alcoholic problem was so complex. And for me, um, to anyone who doesn't have this disease, my problem is so complex. Um, if it wasn't, I would be able to put the food down and be done. But my problems start after, <laughs> after I put the food down. After I put the food down, I go crazy. And my crazy goes all over the place. It's like taking the lid off of everything. And so for, um, you know, the doctor's opinions, it talks about frothy emotional appeal because for me, my problem isn't food. My solution is food. Or, you know, my solution for me was also starving and compulsively exercising. and um, and so my solution was trying to figure out how to manage life with something that doesn't make any sense um, because that's, that wasn't the solution, just like how food wasn't the problem. And so what I've come to learn in here is that with people who, have, uh, who are grounded in the, in the 12 steps, my problem didn't seem complex at all. It made perfect sense, it made perfect sense. And then the solution doesn't make sense to me because my solution is, well, if you have this um, this mental problem, you just change your whole life. And guess what? You can't do it. <laughs> and God can. And so let's work these steps to get you unblocked. So it is a um, a complex problem to people that don't um, have this disease, that don't suffer from this disease. Um, and and I'm so grateful to be in these rooms where my where the real problem gets identified and and also the real solution. So I can't. Um, I can't, I can't treat this illness by someone who doesn't have this illness. Um, and I'm, I'm really grateful because it wasn't until I got into these rooms, into these meetings where someone said, oh, 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 honey, I understand. And let me show you the way. Let me show you the way out. Take my hand. And, um, and we need to do this. But the first thing that you have to do, it's really scary, but you got to put down the food and we got to work these steps so that we can get you to the solution with capital S, which is, um, it's a miracle. It is an absolute miracle, but it is not, um, it's not impossible. So I'm grateful to be here. With that, I pass. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you, Sam S. Ken WH, you're up next, followed by Jim K. Go ahead, Ken. Thank you, Rick. This is Ken WH from Cary, North Carolina, a recovered compulsive overeater for today. Uh, grateful to be here. Um, I, I scoffed at this program for 38 years, basically, um, in and out and around and sideways and everything else with it. Um, I think I came uh, for the purpose of scoffing at it. Uh, my goodness, I had AA. What did I need OA for? Um, I spent a lot of years in pain and suffering and uh just not really a happy camper, even in sobriety. Um, 
and I scoffed. And then I, uh, almost two years ago, somebody led me to this meeting and I came to scoff and I went to a meeting or two early in 2020 and, um, and I said, nah, <laughs> these people are nuts. One paragraph at a time. Uh, th this is just ridiculous. This is <laughs> boring. Um, I'm not coming back to this. And I just <laughs> found myself back in the food. And uh, I came back. And I then proceeded to go through the entire big book, or the entire 164 pages, plus all the things that come before, and never missed a day. Uh, 400 and some, I think, whatever it was. And uh, it changed my life. It has changed my life. Um, I pray now. And I just pray Thanksgiving for this program. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I became sold uh, if I did become sold, the good news is that it was free. <laughs> this is a gift. This is a miracle. It's, a, it's pure, utter grace from the God of my understanding. And um, I'm just so grateful that uh, he got me out of my own way and got me into his way and uh, and into this way of living one day at a time. I'm so grateful. Thanks, Brother Rick. Talk to you soon. Bye. Oh, thank you, Brother Ken. Appreciate that. Jim K., you're up next, followed by Anita L. Go ahead, Jim. Good morning, Rick. This is Jim K., a compulsive overeater in Illinois. During the years that I was mired in my disease, I had more than one doctor, you know, sort of give me the closing lecture of, uh, you know, man, you need to lose weight. And, and uh, you know, it's really, it's important that you do this. And it, you know, zero impact on me. But I did have one doctor that took out his prescription pad, you know, with the doctor's name at the top and the date. And he wrote out, limit sugar to X grams, limit calories to, you know, Y calories. And he put it on the prescription pad. And I found that to be so powerful that it just wasn't the closing lecture is what, is what he was prescribing to me. And so, you know, William Silkworth's closing comments here is his prescription. I earnestly advise every alcoholic to read this book. So he's prescribing, read this book. Read this book through, and though perhaps he came to scoff, he may remain to pray. William D. Silkworth, MD. So imagine a prescription pad with William D. Silkworth, MD, written at the top. This is his prescription. Read the book and pray. So I, I didn't, I didn't come to scoff. I, I came to lose weight. I came to fit in. Um, and I was, I didn't scoff at spirituality or God, but it, it was, it, when I first came, I was a little uncomfortable with that, a little skeptical of that. Um, and that part of me is sort of emerged by, you know, this community we have. And, uh, um, and so the, the opening share, what I heard was remain to pray. So, uh, I'm grateful for y'all and I'll, and I'll pass. All right. Thank you, Jim. And I'm just imagining, you know, that scrawl underneath that, that we can't read the name, but we know it's 
Silkworth. So awesome. All right, Anita L., you're up next, followed by Debbie V. Go ahead, Anita. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. from outside of Philadelphia. So grateful for this meeting and all of you who have helped me. Um, I was born also, somebody shared that in utero, I believe same for me. My mother's a compulsive overeater to this day, uh, that I was born a compulsive overeater and crossed over um, from needing, from wanting to eat a lot of food, mainly sugar, as a very young child. And when I was in fourth grade, I believe it was, when I look back now, I see that I needed food to get me through and ate incredible amounts. And so my mother must have shared with her friends that, you know, I've tried all these things, all these diets. My husband tried to put her on a diet and buy her a stereo if she lost X amount of pounds, which of course couldn't, it just didn't happen. And so one of her friends went to OA and shared with my mother when I was 16, maybe she might want to go to OA. So my mother shared it with me and I asked a friend who was a little heavier than I was, did you ever hear of OA? And she said, yeah, I went to one meeting, but they talk about God there. And I said, well, forget that. (laughs) I don't want God. And I needed seven more years of misery, of thinking food was my answer. And then when I was in graduate school, my roommate gave me an article from the Philadelphia Inquirer about a man who went to this weight loss group five times as I went to the same program five times and could never get it. And then one day he went to OA and his first meeting, he felt like he was home. And you guys, I felt the exact same thing. And I've never left. That was April of 78, 1978. And, um, It has saved my life, even through relapses. I always knew this was the answer. My higher power, working the steps, sharing with others. And I have been granted the miracle of recovery for today, just for today. And like I said, I had many relapses in the past, but I always came back, keep coming back. I always did that. And people said to me, you give others hope because we see that it's working for you. And yesterday, um, I know I must be close to my three minutes, but yesterday I went to a bridal shower and I had asked my reminder. thank you, what was going to be served. And when I saw, heard what was served, I said, well, I'll bring my own meal. And I didn't even have to look at what was served because I had my food and I was complete and I was able to lead with dignity. So with that, I pass. Thank you all. Thank you so much, Anita L. Debbie B, you're up next, followed by Margaret D. Go ahead, Debbie. Debbie B, unmute. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you to the team, and uh, thank you for hearing my voice. Uh, I'm Debbie V, gratefully 
recovering from compulsive overeating in Virginia. Oh, I'm reminded of so many things here, and thank you for all the shares. Um, the first thing that came through with the reading is, and the shares, is that it's so complex. And so it is. My family has the disease of compulsive overeating, um, obsessive thinking, uh, and alcoholism, and drug addiction as well. And so it is very complicated. And I go back to what my sponsor did for me. The greatest gift that she gave me was, as Dr. Silkworth, a preview of that there's an, another way. There's another way. And that's what she asked me. Are you willing to live differently? Are you willing to live another way? If I would have heard about all the things that would have followed, I would say, I'm out of here. <laughs> but she kept it simple. Easy does it, little by slowly. And Dr. Silkworth also, in a conversation uh, with, um, with Bill W., keep it to the hopelessness with the newcomer. Keep it, that's why they're called steps, one step at a time. And the first, the pre-step is to put the food down. And when I put the food down, when I put the food down, I didn't have a God. I didn't have uh, what I have now, a relationship with the power greater than self. I, I had my sponsor. I had the fellowship. And that was the power that I relinquished. Uh, so I was, I was hopeless and powerless. And that power then was in my sponsor and in the fellowship. And again, another gift that my sponsor gave me, which is the thesis of the book, was to develop a relationship, even after I borrowed her higher power for a while. It was to develop my own relationship, my unique relationship that would carry me through the fourth step because the food is but a symptom. And then I learned about all the, the emptiness, uh, all of the things that drove me to the food, and, I, and it's still a process. My um, steps 10, 11, and 12, the strengthening, the growth, um, and more to be revealed. So keeping it simple, especially for the newcomer. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Debbie B. Margaret D., you're up next, followed by Jackie D. Go ahead, Margaret. Um, hey, good morning, everybody. My name is Margaret D., and I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Georgia. I've, you know, every time I read the big book or hear somebody speak about it or um, get into it, I am so amazed, just absolutely amazed at the depth of these very simple and ordinary sentences. So where he says he may remain to pray, uh, I had the visual of being out in the middle of the ocean and there's this terrific storm, you know, where the waves are 90 feet tall the, the, and the trough of the wave is, uh, you know, 60 feet deep and you're just tossed and turned. Every, there's no chance for your survival. And in the middle of this catastrophe that is, quote unquote, your life or my life, somebody says, well, I hope you stay and pray. I'd be like, what the heck? What? You know, that is like, 
that's the last thing that I want is to stay to pray. I mean, it's just, I thought, I honestly thought God was the source of all of my problems. And I distinctly remember, like it was 20 minutes ago, the day that I, as a, uh, gosh, I guess I was about nine or 10 years old, said to myself, if this is the best you can do, God, forget it. You know, I I can't believe this is the best you can do in my life. And at that point, I just literally shut the door and, and took over. Well, I can tell you that my life did not get better. It's, <laughs> it, it did get, uh, it got crazier, that's for sure. So I got into... Um, No, I'm not going to say I got into, I was very gently led into program, into 12-step programs. And after the first or second 12-step program, when I realized that I couldn't stop eating, then I had to start dealing with the issue about God and prayer and really, you know, oh my gosh, I think I'm just going to kind of wrap it up with this. One of my sponsors said, you and God need to kiss and make up. And I was like, oh, anything but that, because the God of my understanding is a total washout of, of twit. You know, I mean, it's like, I, I this is not going to work. So fast forward, like maybe two more programs. Gentle and reminder. Really, and I'm going to wrap it up with this. Getting into a vision for you where we studied the big book. The fact that I've had a psychic change, that all of that was removed, is a prayer that was answered. And it was not something that I did by myself. It was not even something that I did. It was God doing for me what I couldn't do for myself, which was overcoming my mind and having that true psychic change. And it's available to anybody. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Margaret D. Jackie D., you're up next, and we will have uh, time for maybe one more, or not. Good morning. Thank you, Rick, for your service. This is Jackie D., compulsive overeater from Georgia. The solution is in the big book, and I am sold on what is in this book because 76 days ago, I was hopeless. I did not know what more I could do. I knew that I had a problem, but I had no solution because everything I did just did not work. Now, thanks to the book, I know there is a solution, and it works. Not by my will, but because of my trust in my higher power. I've always prayed. Now I pray with purpose, purpose of complete dependence and trust in my higher power. He has never, ever let me down, and he will not now. I've had that mental change that's necessary, and that's all thanks be to God. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie D. Who else would like to share? We have uh, room for uh, one more. Phil M. Phil M. Yeah. You go ahead, Phil. Uh, thank you so much, Rick, for your service. Yeah, my name's Phil M. I'm a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. 
and I live in Carrickfergus in Northern Ireland. Um, yeah, I, I never for, thought I would end up saying, you know, I was a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, I'm just so blown away, you know, that I, that I can say that with honesty. Um, and um, it's every day expanding that spiritual um, uh, fitness, you know. But uh, the depression was so great. And how, how great was the depression? So for me, um, I I hadn't planned suicide, but I did wish life to be over. I absolutely did. And, and I was no good to myself. I was no good to anyone else at all. And and now it, it's wonderful. I, I live a life of happy usefulness. Um, the promises are coming true. Um, and, and it's just by doing what we're told to in this book. And uh, the first time round, I took months uh, to do step four. And uh, I was so resentful towards my sponsor, towards the programme, towards myself for procrastinating. And I thought there must be a kinder way to do this. And there is a kinder way to do it. This is the softer, gentler way. This is, it seems different, but we cannot tell the truth from the false. When we're in our disease, you know, this has been a fabulous journey. I slipped twice since coming to, to vision and I just, you know, make a distinction of a slip as a one-off. Beyond that, I would call it a relapse. But um, because of vision, I got straight back on. It did not go into a day, a week, uh, a year. And my kids had five and a half years of relapsing. I'm just so, so happy to find this way of doing things and to be on this road of happy, rec- happy recovery. <laughs> Of happy destiny too, with uh, everyone here. Thank you all for being here and being part of part of my life and part of my well-being. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Bill M. Uh, we have time for uh, someone else to take us out. We won't have time for the full three minutes. We have about a minute. So, uh, anybody want to uh, have a minute here? Hi, Toby K. Go ahead, Toby. You got it. Um, it's so unusual when you go to a doctor's office and he says, pray. Um, and I have read it in a book. Uh, my, I have uh, OCD. And in it, the doctor says, pray. So uh, it's not such a wild statement. And um, we're really blessed to have that in the doctor's opinion. Thank you. I pass. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for sharing. We're going to go ahead and close out the meeting. Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Monday, May 2nd, 2022, is 18,910. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Well, Katie G, please read a vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Katie G. Hey, Rick. Sorry about that. I'm right here. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to, to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, 
You cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.